Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 84. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is photograph ideas, not just places and things. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. We all begin our photo journey capturing images of things, flowers, mountains, animals, or places in your hometown, travel photos. Yet, when I look at the work of other photographers, the images I find most interesting are photographs that convey ideas. I've noticed that in my own work as well. In this podcast, let's talk about capturing ideas with our cameras, not just places and things. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating for the podcast. The fresh current ratings help other photographers find out about the show. If you're on iPhone or Mac OS, you can rate directly in Apple Podcasts. We can also leave a rating via the web at podchaser.com. Links are in the show notes. This notion of capturing ideas in our photos is something I've been mentally kicking around for a while now. And it's a hard one to nail down. Sometimes it feels like grabbing a fistful of water. You know, you grab a little bit, but most of it escapes through your fingers. But first, let me take a step back, a step back in our photo journey. Think about when you first started photography, when you first picked up a camera. If you were like me, you photographed everything, every subject. No matter how grand or how mundane, it was fodder for the camera. Flowers, tree trunks, stuff in the kitchen, family members, uh, the keyboard on my computer. I photographed more times than I care to admit. The streets in the neighborhood, building corners, people, places, things. And largely without a thought to how to photograph those things. But that's great. You know, we, we, we all start somewhere. And part of that is the self-discovery of photography, finding out what it is you want to photograph, the subjects you enjoy working with. Then you reach a point where you settle down. Your shutter finger becomes more selective. You're thinking about composition, angle, lighting, all the things that go into making a compelling photograph. As you frame, capture, and process your photos, you are consciously aware of the composition, the primary, the secondary subjects in the scene, how they interplay, how to emphasize one over the other, where you want your viewer to look, what are the important parts in the photo, and what those parts say to support the story that you're trying to tell, and what parts are irrelevant or even distracting. And you shape that into a stronger photo. The notion of telling a story with your image is much more at the forefront of your mind. And with that context, let's return to this thing I've been juggling around here, photographing ideas and not just things. And as I said, it's a slippery concept. Thinking of photos that stand out for me from outings over the last several months, I've noticed they all convey some kind of idea. Yes, of course, there is a person, a place, or a thing in the photo. There's some noun that is a subject in the photo. But also, there's something more something that taps into human nature or at least contemporary zeitgeist. And I know that sounds a little haughty, but let me give some for instances here. I did a photo walk in the beach town, just meandering about, capturing a few photos here and there, some stuff on the surf line, a few surfers, 
lifeguard tower, stones on the beach, and my normal things. I happened to cross a Volkswagen van that had one of those little uh, bobble figures on the dashboard. A hula dancer, grass skirt, lay around the neck, flower in the hair, the, the, the whole thing. And I framed up that photo looking through the windshield, focus on this doll on the dashboard. Very shallow depth of field. But the photo as a whole, it was still clear. There's a travel van there. The photo was of a thing, but it carried the idea of wanderlust, of travel, taking an adventure. I actually found a Vespa scooter on that same photo walk and framed it up so they, you know, the gauges, the speedometer were, were in view, but also the side view mirror, and it was reflecting a palm tree in the background. So you know, it had the scooter, this idea of freedom, mobility, with a hint of Southern California thrown in. And as I'm describing this, I'm realizing I should have pivoted my thinking during this photo walk because if I had a few other photos like this, I'd have a nice photo essay about the spirit of summer travel and freedom of the open road, you know, that concept, that idea. Another example from a hike I took back in July up in the local mountains to the east of San Diego. It was a glorious sunrise that morning. I mean, absolutely stunning. And I'd framed up a mountain peak looking over a very desolate desert valley, sunbeams streaming through amazing clouds, you know, absolutely wonderful scene. Then I set the timer on my camera, stepped into the scene, installed my camera backpack on, I took a little bit of a hero pose, you know, hamming it up a little bit, and the same scene but with a person in it, backpack, mountains, the idea of adventure came through. The one photo with the human element was much stronger, in my opinion, than just the beautiful landscape on its own, even as beautiful as it was. Okay, so how do we go about photographing ideas, thinking beyond places and things? That is the million-dollar question, and one I'm still trying to figure out. I'm a landscape photographer, and I have a strong bias towards seascape photography. So how does a seascape guy capture ideas in his work? Well, maybe instead of rocks and surf and sand, what about the idea of power? Strong waves hitting the shore, slamming against rocks, a lighthouse, a surfer pushing through the crest of a wave, or maybe the idea of fluidity, softer flows, lines of foam that meander in and among subjects, or solitude, the lone rock in the ocean, a bird perched up on what would otherwise be a very precarious place for those of us that can't fly out there alone among the sea, or dot 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 fill in the blank here, the shift in thinking from a place, a set of elements, to what idea can they convey? It changes the way you approach a scene. Maybe you're a travel photographer, so instead of just capturing the iconic buildings and the cafes or the streets, what about the idea of culture or fashion? Uh, what is different yet also familiar? Uh, there's also adventure, of course, adventure or discovery. Maybe you like taking photos of architecture. What do those buildings represent? What do they stand for? Do they have a historical significance? And how can that be best captured? Or what do the people that live or work in those buildings do? Is the structure a character in that story? On a, on a field trip years ago with my son to Sacramento, the capital of California, we're visiting the state capitol building, 
and the guide pointed out how large the doors were and how tall the hallways were, you know, way, way larger than any typical person. And that was done with intent. The building represented you know, society, a way of thinking, a democracy, and the principles it stood for were supposed to be larger than the individual, and the building was intended to remind people of that as they walked through. So, you know, that kind of stuff with the uh, shift of thinking to ideas and not just things. Because, of course, at the base level, we're still taking photographs of people and places and things, right? We photograph nouns. However, thinking about ideas, concepts, themes with your work, how does that change the way you approach a scene or approach a subject? How does it change the photo opportunities you look for or events or happenings in the world that you become more attuned to? What do you start paying attention to more? Shifting your thinking from capturing places and things to photographing concepts and ideas, that's an interesting step forward and a step to stronger photos. And it's a step that I'm still figuring out how to take. A couple of bits of studio news this week. Uh, first up, photo workshops. Uh, in the last podcast, I noted one space had opened in my Oregon workshop. That space has filled again. But there were a number of inquiries, not just about the Oregon workshop, but also, Scott, what are you going to be offering in the future? Uh, first off, for those that have asked that question, thank you very much for the interest. It, it is great to hear. It's reassuring. There's an eagerness to get out in the field again with our fellow photographers. So I wanted to talk about workshops in 2022 for a moment. In short, I'm still taking a pulse on 2022. I thought heading into October of 2021, we would largely be past the pandemic, at least in terms of clearer guidelines, more certainty with travel, but that's not quite the case yet. So while I do have some ideas for workshops in 2022, I've not really fully mapped them out. I want to keep watching the news like we all do, and perhaps in a couple of months there'll be some more clarity. And I will have completed this year's Oregon workshop and have that knowledge and learning to carry forward into the 2022 workshops. And speaking of knowledge and learning, I've had many questions about an update to my On One book, On One Photo Raw Essentials. You know, this is a book that covers on One Photo Raw from top to bottom. And over the years, I've refreshed it as On One releases their annual software updates. So folks are asking, hey, Scott, uh, 2022 Photo Raw is out. Are you updating the book? The answer is not just yet. Now, with Photo Raw 2022, the core fundamentals haven't changed that drastically. Yes, there are new features and some that are very exciting. And I've talked about those in the last podcast. I've got YouTube videos up on several of them. But also, a lot of the softwares remain the same. Browsing photos, managing assets, most of basic raw processing is the same. All of the effects filters are the same. And that's a good thing. We want consistency year over year with our editors. We don't want radical change each and every time the software gets updated. But that does mean as Photo Raw matures, you know, maybe my pace of updating this book will slow down a little bit. So I'm watching to see what On One Photo Raw will bring 
in their update release. They do a couple of updates during the, the course of a year. And so we'll see what the next update brings and maybe that will add enough that it will prompt me to do an update to On One Photo Raw Essentials. So thanks again for those that are asking and are interested in it. Just stay tuned and uh, you keep your ears open. You'll, you'll hear more in the coming months. Before I sign off this week, thanks to everyone that has supported the podcast through comments, reviews, shares. These are just a few of the many different zero-cost ways you can support this podcast. There's a link in the show notes, uh, support the show button on every page of Stop Down Podcast, where you can see all the different ways that you can support this show. Some of them are zero-cost. Others have a financial aspect to it. You can make a one-time donation. You can join me in Patreon. Patreon members really do keep the engine running on this podcast, and their pledges make this podcast possible. If you're interested in learning more, again, hit the show notes or hit the support the show button on any page of stopdownpodcast.com. And that will wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a rating. Show a little uh, support there. And I will see you again soon. Until then, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.